I gotta get. I need like three more monitors to just really nail this shit down. God damn. On one of those monitors, you should show uh, gay porn, Tim. <laughs> Seems to be your thing nowadays, <laughs> bro. I'm sorry. We we both learned this week that I am a fucking little stinker. <laughs> I didn't know I'm a fucking prankster, bro. I'm sorry. We I, both found out. Dude, we've been friends for God knows how many years now, and this might be the first prank that you've ever played on me. I I don't think I've ever played a prank on someone in my life. I was stunned. I feel bad. You know what happened? Here's I know exactly what happened. Uh this the the prank happened on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I think the Saturday before it, uh Mary Jo was doing laundry and um there's like a, a sheet that separates like our kitchen from our laundry room and she was just fucking throwing shit around, just complete clumsy movements. She's not even aware of how she moves around sometimes. And uh I was I was hiding I was hiding behind the sheet. And as soon as she finished washing the clothes, she opened the sheet and I went, Rah! and I got like, I planned out my movements. I was like, I'm going to become as big as I'm going to be like a Cobra. I'm going to get as big as possible. I painted gigantic eyeballs on my traps to like make myself look like a bigger creature. And she screamed. And it was in a way where like her face like her seized up. She was like, Ooh! pissed dude, her pants and everything. You're a bigger stinker than you let on Tim. I got dude. I got a taste for it. I got it now. I'm like every every time someone's I'm in a room with someone and they're not looking at me. I'm like scheming. I'm like, how am I gonna how am I gonna prank this motherfucker, dude? This is how pedophiles start. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> not saying it's the same thing, but <laughs> they get a little taste. No, they, they, they find a used sock. <laughs> do you think anyone ever catches a pedophile and they're just like, what are we gonna do with you? Come on, <laughs> Steve. <Yeah. laughs> Especially if it's like a kid that nobody in the neighborhood likes. <laughs> it's like, all right, it just no more. Yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was the beginning of it. That was my first taste of 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 prankage, and now I can't stop. Dude, I'm it's addicted. a bloodthirst. It it truly is. It's a sickness. It's it's the uh, now I understand people with like uncontrollable urges. Like smokers or child molesters. Now I, I, I truly do understand. Now I'm like, they don't have any control over it, man. As a, as a, as a little stinker, who am I to judge anybody? David James is here. And dude, a couple things really had a swing in your favor in order for you to pull this off. And let's no, tell David by, all about it. David James, God, they did. Dave, Dave, what's up, buddy? You guys hear me? Yeah. Welcome back yeah. to Dad Meat, dude. Nice. Thanks for having me, guys. You got here just in time. We're live. Nice. Uh, so we, we, you didn't miss anything, but we're, I, I pranked Mike pretty hard on Monday. How, how do you feel about pranks, dude? Uh, it depends, you know? Um, I think, I, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a strictly guy thing. Oh, know? for sure. It's definitely masculine. Yeah. yeah. I think if a woman pranked me, I'd be like, what are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> yeah. I'd be very confused. What did, what did you do to Mike? Dude, this is. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm a beginner, but it felt like it felt like a monumental prank. So uh-huh. Monday, Monday, we uh, dude, you're the perfect stand in to explain this to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Monday, me and Mike had to go up to New York to do some some podcasting. It's not really even worth mentioning, dude. Just the just a couple of little visits. That's all it was. But uh, we ended up being stuck in New York for the entire day because we had something in the morning and then something at night. 
And Mike was like, dude, let's get a hotel room so I could take a nap. And I was like, wow, that's the might be the worst sentence anyone's ever pitched to me in the world. And I didn't want to spend the money on a hotel room. I actually said, let's go, let's go take a nap in Central Park, which I guess, I don't know. Is that terrible? Sounds horrible, dude. Well, no way. I think, well, I think the first mistake, if you're going to actually choose a place to go take a nap, like a hotel, like napping during the day is a strictly motel thing. You do want yeah. somewhere hourly, right? Yeah, yeah. Anything that's like a daytime activity, that's strictly a motel thing where they just have no rules. It's probably like $20. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to sleep in filth. Yeah, Mike's, well, I mean, Mike's got high. Mike's got, he's, he's getting out of control, actually. We might have to take Mike down a peg or two soon. He's got he's got ideas about who he is, and I'm just like, bro, you it's getting away from you. We're gonna have to check you. A so hotel you, just like indoor camping. <laughs> you should bring a tent too. You don't want to touch the yeah. floor. <laughs> so Mike's like, let's go to a hotel, and I'm just like, dude, come the fuck on. I'm not. I we we collectively we can't even pitch in for a hotel, but apparently because of COVID, it's it's super cheap. So Mike starts finding a place, and then it's a whole thing. And by we get to the by the time we get to the hotel. We we couldn't seem any more uh, like an annoyed gay couple together. By the time we get there, we're like kind of bickering a little bit, and like I'm making a face, and Mike's kind of like trying to like cool me off, like he's like soothing me almost. And it's just us checking in in the middle of the day on a short notice uh, hotel stay. And dude, we we tried to stay at another hotel, but they just wouldn't let us in. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> it's just like, all right, I know what you two are doing. Like, no, not here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but everybody was suspicious that, yeah it's, it, that was a bizarre situation that i don't even i was tired and hungry enough that i just don't understand what happened with the first hotel i don't understand why the door was locked and they wouldn't let us in there was people sitting in the lobby and it was just i felt like a ghost i felt like i didn't ex- anyway it doesn't even matter because i don't have an answer about it so we get to the second hotel and we check in and everything is like it seemed like they they were almost doing like a weird gimmick I don't under, I don't know. It seemed very like Japanese. Like everything was like fake futuristic. And then you go up to the hotel room and the room itself was like a tiny room where like the bed touched three walls. And then it was like just a bed and a shower. Um and it looked like there was no like it looked like the showers behind clear glass. So if you're in in the bed, you were just jerking off watching whoever was showering. And we both needed to shower. <laughs> And so, like, well, as soon as we open the door, it's just like we thought it couldn't be any gayer of a situation. And then we opened the door and it was just like it it got it, it reached a level of gayness that only gay people can see. It was insane. This is like this is like the opposite of gay conversion camp. Like this is where the parents send kids after they've been converted back to straight. They're just like, all right, we liked you better when you were gay. You're going to Hotel M or whatever the fuck it was called in the Bowery person. It was Citizen M. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, if you look up Citizen M hotels, you can see how small the rooms are. And I felt like I was being cattle shooted into being gay. Actually, I realized if, if I'm if I if I reach a certain level of crankiness, I guess I'm just gay because I was just like I was willing to just accept the entire situation. But um, we get up to the room and Mike kind of panicked because he was like, oh, dude, you, you're going to be able to see me in the shower. And then it turned out. <laughs> It turned out that there was like a hospital curtain to like divide the the shower from the bed. So I was like, "No, dude, you're good. I'm not gonna have to see your fucking meat." In case you're by. Yeah. <laughs> so Mike jumps right in the shower, and I I start just like looking around the room. There's a there's a TV above the bed, and there's an iPad next to it. 
And it's important to note that so far, Mike has not seen the iPad. So I start playing with the iPad and I, it's got like, it's not like a regular iPad. It's got like the hotel software on it. So you yeah. can control like the lighting in the room. So instantly I set all the lighting to purple. Uh, I, <laughs> I close the, the blinds so that it's like completely blacked out in the room. And then I start scrolling through the movies and it turns out the last person that stayed there, uh, the the they left the the last thing that they had searched for in the movies they went into the adult section and they searched for twink and i didn't i, I didn't even know there was a search i was just like this movie only has gay porn i mean this hotel only has gay porn in it yeah yeah this was a guy pad too <laughs> so i put on um the was it the prince of the king of staten island or whatever yeah oh, and, and might i add uh yes the king of staten island was playing and when i got out of the shower and got into bed um i was able to look at the trade center yeah that so. was when i got you <laughs> As soon as I, dude, so here I, as soon as I realized I can control the TV from the iPad and Mike doesn't know there's an iPad, I was like, <laughs> the, the, the gears started like slowly creaking, like cobwebs are being destroyed. I'm like, oh my God, my, my, my prankster blood started like. You're a werewolf, dude. Yeah, exactly. I'm a prank werewolf. <laughs> Lock a, me up. Bro, I'm a little stinker. So, um, <laughs> so I mute the TV. Because I, I want Mike to maybe casually notice that he's there's a movie on, so it's and it's playing with the subtitles. So my, I'm like, all right, Mike's probably gonna put on like fucking music or guided meditations or some shit, but he'll notice that the movie's on, and that'll be like that's all I want. So I tuck the iPad under my arm, or like in my shorts or whatever, which is probably a terrible idea. And uh, Mike finishes his shower and he gets dressed before he comes back in the room. Important note because we're not gay. I'm not fucking gay, dude. I am gay, but I'm not gay. <laughs> so he lays in the bed and now he's like ready to start his nap, but he like looks through his phone first and he looks up the TV for one second. And that's when he goes like, oh, dude, it's Pete Davidson and I'm looking at the World Trade Center at the same time. I can feel his dad's spirit. <laughs> Very cute moment, right? I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I act like I don't even know that the TV was on and a movie's playing. I'm like, oh, movie. Oh, sick. There's movies. That's what's up. Cool, man. I'm going to hop in the shower, dude. I'll see you in a, in a few. So I, I jump in the shower, and at this point, my biggest concern is that uh, I'm afraid that if I put the gay porn on, that it's going to play on the iPad. So if Mike was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Uh. Like, I didn't want it to look like I went into the shower with the, to watch gay porn on an iPad. <laughs> it's funny. That was my biggest hesitation. Like, dude, I don't know if I could pull this off, man. What if it looks like I'm watching gay porn? <laughs> <laughs> So I turn on the shower and uh, quickly jump in, and then I've, I've got the iPad on the floor, like just outside of it, and I navigate through and I put on um, "It Happened in Ibiza," and then uh, I don't turn the volume up though, so it's it's still muted, but now the TV's playing a suck off movie, and uh, <laughs> I can't I can't hear Mike's reaction to it because the shower is loud enough, but I think Mike, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you went, uh, "Oh, Tim, turn it off." <laughs> yes, I was looking at my phone. And I think I was about to tweet about how I'm watching the Pete Davidson movie while being able to stare at the Trade Center. And meanwhile, Tim's pulling off. The, I'm, I'm sure he's pulling a caper. And by the way, a caper that close to the Trade Center would probably be in a movie called Ocean's 9-11. But back to the story. <laughs> no, it wouldn't, Mike. Um, I disagree. I don't think it would. All right. Well, we'll agree to disagree. But I'm, I'm laying in bed and I'm going through Twitter and I see quick repetitive movements out of the corner of my eye <laughs> and i look up and sure enough it's two dudes just fucking porking so at first it's funny and then it's just like all right like tim turn it off because you know 
staying at every other hotel that I've stayed in, you have to pay money to get porn. So it's like, sure. all right, well, this is probably going to be 20 bucks. So it's like, all right, Tim, please turn it off now. Thinking I could probably call the front desk and say like, all right, there was a mistake. I laid on the remote or something like that. Um, it doesn't go off. So go ahead, Tim. So here's where the prank actually happens. That's silly enough, right? Like, oh, dude, I made you watch gay porn, right? That's where most people's pranks end. This is this is how I know I'm a fucking savant. Because I <laughs> first of all, I pretend I can't hear. I'm like, what? And I'm just like, I, I, I disregard the situation enough that I want Mike to question if I even know that there's gay porn on. So he has to, number one, he has to first, I know that he thinks I put it on. He has to doubt that a little bit. And then I wanted, I think, I got the sense that he was afraid to even point out that gay porn was on because now he's watched enough of it where he's going to have to be like, I've, I've seen so much gay porn in the last five minutes that you have to be doing something. Also, on top of that, for him to come to accuse me in the shower, he would have had to look at my bird, which game over, True. dude. There's the ultimate prank. <laughs> so I'm like, I act like I can't hear him. It's not like a super long shower. So I get out. Uh, um, no, before I get out, while the shower's still running, I reach out and I can control the volume from the iPad. So I crank the volume all the way up. So and it got, I mean, in a small room, a normal TV is just echoing, like shaking the windows, and it's just like, oh, just like strong suck noises. You should see the jawlines on these dudes. I'm actually kind of jealous that that powerful of a sug will never be mine. But that's good. So he. uh now he's watching loud gay porn, and I'm like, Mike, what are you doing? <laughs> so now he's got like maybe his accusation is wilting. His his like his his certainty that I'm controlling this, his, like he's he's crumbling. He's like, Tim, I'm like, Mike, I, I are you watching gay porn? And I'm, now I'm getting out of the shower and I'm getting dressed. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And Mike's like, you, are you controlling this? I'm like, oh, I get it. All right, funny. Dude, you got me. Very funny. Gay porn is on. That's a that's a great joke, Mike. And now I see Mike's <laughs> eyes widen. Like, well, I asked to see your phone, and Tim hands me his phone, and it's clear that nothing's playing. So this goes from a prank to a mind butt fuck. Yeah, now it's a technical <laughs> error. So yes. so it goes from Mike thinking that I'm I'm making the TV play porn to bother him so to now it's a technical issue and now I'm psyoping Mike to go like why are you why are you trying to get me with gay porn this is a lame prank dude and now Mike's eyes are like widening up like uh, I'm not doing this this is clearly a glitch then I'm like all right dude very funny you got me I'm I'm going to take a walk dude pause for the fucking street racers nice the, it, that's almost over. We're moving. So, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, we'll just turn the TV off if it's if it's if it's just a glitch, dude. If it's just not you trying to make me watch gay porn with you, just turn the TV off. There's no power. Either, they have like the power button blocked on the TV, so you can't manually like turn it off. So yeah. all Mike can do is he finds volume <laughs> buttons. He can mute it, but he can't turn it off. He does not know the iPad exists, and I'm about to hide it. So I was like, all right, dude. Great prank. You got me. Just turn it off. And he's like, I promise, dude, I'm not doing this. I've already proved it's not me. And I'm like, all right, well, call the front desk and have them fix it. And then, like, <laughs> Mike, I wish you could have seen your own face because now you realize that you have to call the front desk to have them send someone up to help you turn off your gay porn. <laughs> so now uh, I go to leave and I throw all, like, the dirty clothes and shit in a corner and I tuck the iPad under them, and I crank the volume again, and I open the door and leave. And now, at this point, <laughs> when I open the door, 
it hit every room. It was so fucking loud that I was getting on the elevator and it was like bothering me. It was it was oppressive noise. It was oppressive suck sound as I'm getting on the elevator and I go outside. Um, I think at this point, Mike, you might have called me one time. I don't know if I called. I definitely called down to the front desk. You called me before I, you called the front desk. Okay. And I think your question was like, I'm about to call the front desk, dude. Yes. If this is a prank, you have to tell me now. And I was just like, <laughs> dude, just call them. All right. It's it's gone on far enough. You it's very funny. You got me, dude. Call the front desk. <laughs> <laughs> what happened when you called them? What did I you tell them? Well, I prefaced it by saying this is going to be the strangest phone call you get all day. And I told them that for some reason my TV is blasting porn and I can't get it to turn off. <laughs> So not only did these guys see me check in with a very handsome, soft featured man with a great mustache, but now they probably just saw him leave 30 minutes after he checked in with me and I can't get my gay porn to turn off. But the man was very apologetic. He's like, oh, we'll send somebody up as soon as we can. Um, he's like, um, he's like, uh, have you tried adjusting the volume via the iPad? So I look over at the dock. He's, he tells me where the dock is. And I look over on the desk, the iPad's missing. And at this point, it's like this motherfucker, man. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I was like, uh, OK. And then I hang up and then I, I think he called back or I called I him. tried to call you and you didn't answer. Okay. And at this point, this this is this is the only thing that I thought was too far. I was like, uh, when he calls, they're probably going to make a fuss about the iPad. And I don't want Mike to worry that they're going to bill him for 500 bucks. I was like, I can't, I can't have him worrying about $500. So that, that's not funny. So I go back up and, uh, I bang on the door just in case he did call and they're not there yet. I bang on the door and, uh, I, Mike has to answer the door and I get, again, I get another priceless Mike face where he's not sure if it's going to be an employee of the hotel to turn off his gay porn or me. And, uh, man, that was, that was the payoff for me. But, um, it could also be other people. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so much that's sir, probably going through his head. <laughs> sir, uh, we have children. <laughs> David, they eventually did send a guy up, and this was a guy who was clearly not from this country. He could barely speak English, and I'm trying to – I'm embarrassed trying to explain to him that um, my friend played a prank on me, so I'm trying to figure out how to explain a prank to this man um, who's holding my remote to turn off my gay porn. And um, doesn't understand until eventually I'm just like, no, I don't need it anymore. I don't need it anymore. And then that was the end of my gay porn playing on my TV. And then this big stinker comes back a short time later. Man, feels good. The whole thing feels I'm good. Glad man. It does. I'm glad it does. God. So, so the miscellaneous foreign guy, did he turn it off or like what did what did he do? Or he just walked away? No, he he had a remote for me to use the TV and I turned, I turned it all the way down by this point. So I was able to explain to him like, all right, I got it down and that was the, I got the volume down. That yeah. was the biggest issue. And then when Tim came back, he explained that like, Oh yeah, I just brought this into the bathroom with me. And God, dude, God, look at me, man. The fucking so the, clown prince in New York. So now there's, there's this poor, uh, probably Guatemalan guy having to touch base with his family every week back home, sending them money, telling them how things are in the big city, having to explain to them that there are 
fucking hmm. retards <laughs> who have enough disposable income to check in the hotels for four hours and not only that but can play pranks with pornography dear rosalita e maria <laughs> isa jose <laughs> he happened again <laughs> i have another fat irish man with his gay pornographies <laughs> please find enclosed 25 dollars man you really fucked with that guy Feel terrible, man. I feel like I owe him something. I think anybody who works at a hotel has probably seen everything, though. True. Yeah, if anything, he was probably annoyed that it was so harmless. Like, dude, unless yeah. you have a fucking body up here, leave me alone. Let's yeah. See. Usually if you hear those sounds, it's actually a real, real guys <laughs> doing it. <laughs> or it's like a trap invitation. You know, it's like, oh, I don't know how to turn this off. Can you come in here? <laughs> and Mike's laying on the bed with yeah. his meat out. <laughs> come closer. <laughs> one of the one of the hardest things to digest about hotels, especially when you go away with your family, you're all very excited to get there, and you want to jump on everything. You want to lay down on the couches. You want to you want to you know bounce off the beds, but everything has been fucked on in a hotel and not cleaned after being fucked on. If anything, they'll just change the sheets. But you you know, getting rid of fucked on upholstery is like exercising a spirit from a hotel room. Yeah, they're not steam vacuuming or steam cleaning like the tables or like you know the the other chairs. They're not. They're not. They're just changing sheets, taking out the garbage. But other than that, there's a lot of jizz that's left yeah, around. Just running a dry vacuum over cum. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I don't. I wonder. You know what? I just don't think they have the time to like properly go use a blacklight. You know, because they just have to turn over those rooms so yeah. quick. Oh man, that's so upsetting. I can't even. I can't even walk in a hotel room barefoot. Like I have to take like flip flops with me. I can't. I can't let my feet touch a hotel room floor. Really? Yeah, I have a hard time getting comfortable in hotel beds. Mm. You have no problem uh, running porn on on iPads in hotels. <laughs> God, you're making steps in the right direction. God, I'm the fucking best. Actually, you might have more. You might have more uh, googes residue on you since you're the one that touched the iPad. Yeah, it was worth it. Well, I'm I'm glad you think that, Tim, because I have something in the works right now. What are you doing? Mm. Oh man! Oh, uh, you got a good one, mm. bro. You better you better you better you better dig deep, dude. I'm 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 deep digging with this one. You're dealing you're dealing with a certified <laughs> little stinker. Okay, I want well, you to I think about my, that, dude. I got my PhD in stinking, <laughs> <laughs> so you can have your little ass community college certification. I teach your sticker class. How much of the gay porn did you see, dude? A lot. Uh, two <laughs> scenes. <laughs> what do you think? Just like technically, not obviously you're not gay, right? They they were good, man. I mean, they <laughs> like what would be your Rotten Tomato score? Yeah, this was good, man. This was this was high quality. The guys were very handsome. They were in great shape. They knew what they were doing. Um, no rigmarole. Got right to it. <laughs> This, this was this was a high quality production. I think that's the from what I saw. I think the most difficult thing about being gay is just how serious they were. I couldn't ever be. That's the thing. I could be intimate with another man. I could I could plug his holes, dude. You know what I mean. I could suck his meat. I couldn't just I couldn't do it with a straight face though. I'd have to be like, you know what I mean. <laughs> they were they were dead set on just beating up each other's holes. You know what I think happens if one of them smiles? It's like, you'll stop being a faggot. Yeah. Smiling. <laughs> That's when they get into fights. Yeah. They were just, I mean, laser focused. 
Yeah, there wasn't a lot of whimsy, man. It was like they were trying to get a shuttle in space. No joy whatsoever. Mm-mm. Just beating up that other dude's butthole in the clip that you shared on you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Very high quality production, but I wouldn't watch it, man. With any kind of porn, I could probably watch any kind of porn as long as it seemed like the actors were really having a good time doing it. Yeah, these dudes are all business, but, huh? Oh, yeah, if, yeah. If it looks like uh, you're clocking in and clocking out, I don't want any parts of it. Yeah, they were a little bit too athletic looking, too. I think with well, gay porn, it's also they're just not afraid they're going to hurt each other. You know, that's a good point. Yeah, it's like brothers wrestling. Yeah, no, there's no like, hey, are you OK? Is this, is this too much? You know, there's none of that. <laughs> <laughs> are you all right yeah. with this? Are you OK with this? <laughs> there's none of that stuff. Yeah. Also, like um, there was something about this dude sucking the other guy's bird. Where it was like almost too efficient, you know what I mean? Like there, there was no like he was never wondering if he was doing it right. Whereas was, like with, yeah. a, with a woman, it's always like I hope I'm I hope I'm nailing this or like yeah, dude, it, it it felt as though like his dick sucking was automated. Mm-hmm. It's like Harvard had developed the robot to suck this guy's dick, and this man was it. it yeah, it was very Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no art to it. Yeah, yeah. It was all science. So yeah, that's my big problem with gay porn, dude. It's not the two guys. It's just it's joyless and efficient. <laughs> it's too mechanical. <laughs> man. If anybody knows of somewhere they're just having a blast, I want to know about it. Yeah, like super soakers. They're pushing each other into pools and stuff like that. <laughs> that's the kind of gay porn I want to watch. I would I would watch a ton of that because that'd be great. Just guys being guys. <laughs> Jack <Jogging> with noodles. <laughs> they're pulling meat and pulling legs. That's what I want to see. <laughs> now, right after this was done, Tim and I went to a very nice dinner, which Tim treated to for putting me through that. Um, <laughs> we we went to Little Italy to get dinner, and we were we were barked into this one outdoor restaurant by this gentleman. <laughs> Quickly won us over. Very very um, just a very sweet, very um, seductive pull to get us to uh-huh. sit down. And uh, we noticed after he sat us down that he had his dress shirt tucked into his underwear. Hmm. Classic, classic Italian old retard. <laughs> that guy ruled. It was pretty good. That was awesome, man. We were we were fuck we were dressed out of our minds. I was wearing a purple windbreaker that I just have not stopped being made fun of for for going on a week now. That's it's six straight days of people just ragging on my impeccable windbreaker. But I know who I am, dude. I'm not worried about it. Now that was this purple windbreaker a, a a conscious choice or Yeah, dude, I was out on I was going out on the town. I was trying to stunt. Nice. But you know, some people don't appreciate that. Enough people have though. I've had I've had plenty of people you know what? People are reaching out to me privately. Ignore any internet comments you see about me looking like a fucking retarded time traveling wigger. Not not true. <laughs> not the case. I had a lot of people reach out privately and just said, Hey man, that windbreaker was awesome. You rule. Uh you're not gay. So just I'm also a time traveling wigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that we Greetings. both stopped in 2020, dog. <laughs> do, do you have time machine money so I can get back to 2043? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have it on at the hotel? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I'm, you know. <laughs> well, that's probably why every that's probably why everywhere you went they were suspicious. <laughs> yeah, like, they're like, okay. It might be two guys just trying to take a nap, but look at that fucking jacket. They're definitely going to go bang each other without any joy. 
<laughs> yeah, I've got some uh, suspicions about this guy in a purple windbreaker and revealing khaki shorts. <laughs> <laughs> no. Was, w- would you have taken a nap if you saw me taking a nap? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, dude. First of all, there was there was not a second place to take a nap, so we would have had to take a nap in a small bed together, which not a problem, but like I No, no, the answer is <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I thought you valued your rest, but I guess not. You I, first of all, you know for a fact that I am incapable of napping, and it's it's upsetting that you're you're not willing to accept that about me. All right, well, now I accept it finally, and I guess this puts it to bed. You should have treated me like a toddler and just loaded me up with soda and let me burn myself out of the playground. Just yell at you to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, you went for a walk while Mike Mike took a nap? Yeah, I, t- I, w- I took okay. a little stroll around. That's that's more my style. I'd, like to, I'd rather collect my thoughts than rest my body, you know what I mean? That's just me, though. Plus, you got to get as many people as possible to see that sweet windbreaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You I can't was, show that off taking a nap. I was putting it on them. <laughs> it felt good, dude. I don't. I don't have any. No regrets whatsoever. Did you wear it today when you went skateboarding? Nah, no, no, no. Because I get too sweaty. I'm a skateboarder now, by the way. I skateboard again. Yeah, what's your name? Phony Hawk. <laughs> 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 landed three kick flips today, dude. What did you do? Uh, landed three dick flips. No, you didn't. Mm. No, you didn't. Mm. <laughs> Stop, Mike. I have the iPad footage to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels good. Feels good being a skateboarder again. Basically, going to get sponsored. Probably put how my much tape time, together. How much time did you take off? Uh, like nineteen years. Who's counting though? I was actually been, I've been considering getting back into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got a skate crew. We got Del Calo, uh, me, you, my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I've been off since Jesus, fourth grade though. Now's fourth the perfect time. Grade. Yeah. Now that like your your ligaments have all hardened. <laughs> well, Dave, I think the the hardest part for you getting back into skateboarding is finding the fat white girl to pedal for you. <laughs> 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 Jesus, dude. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, David. They're, I, they're, I, they're plentiful, Mike. They're plentiful. Especially for a handsome gent like David. Come on, Mike. Like he's going to have a hard time finding that. There was, there was something. Did I bring this up on the last podcast about David taking a woman on a date to a comedy club and then not letting her know that he's doing comedy and then getting up, doing a set and crushing and then coming back to the table? No, I, that wasn't me. You're sure? I've never done that. All right, because I was told it was you. No, you know how much douchey that would be? Plus, plus, I, that's way too much of a risk for me because I bombed on a date before. So I would never I would never do that. Yeah, I remember the bombing <laughs> on a date story. Yeah, I bombed hard on, on a, taking a chick on a date to a comedy club. And uh, yeah, so I would never go like do that and then go sit at the table with her to watch the rest of the show. You try to hide the fact that you're a comedian from women when you date them? Um, at first, just because I'm going to hear that I'm funny, too. And then it's already going to make me hate her, you know, like it's all my like, all my friends think I'm I'm like the funny one. Yeah, I like I, when I was at my my sister's wedding, I did the speech and like everyone was laughing. It was like, awesome. I think Ooh. I'm funny. It's like, oh, yeah. So it's like it makes me pre hate somebody. 
So it's like, I'm already easily annoyed as it is. So it's like, I, I got to limit how many things can just um, cock block myself before the process even gets started. Dave, I actually ran into somebody last week that said they ruined a date that you were on because they were jacked up on Coke and talked your ear off the entire time while you were trying to talk to your date. You know who I, I think I know who this is. Okay. Uh, is he a skinny gentleman? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Does he wear glasses? Yes. Yes. I remember this. By the way, that, <laughs> that date was with a dominatrix who I didn't know was a dominatrix. How did she break that to you? Um, <laughs> she just started beating me and, and humming slave hymns. But, um, <laughs> Man. So Django, Django was her favorite movie except for the last 20 minutes. That was, uh, that's the most casually I've ever heard anyone drop the phrase slave hymns. <laughs> <laughs> no she um i think it, she just kept on trying to like she's like let's go to a strip club let's do i'm like what it's like yeah just go to a strip club you know we'll get i was like you want me to go to the strip club and like pay all this fucking money so i'm like no she's like why not i'm like are you just not used to like not getting your way like what are you talking about she's like well actually <laughs> she just starts telling me <laughs> That she's a dominatrix. That's her, ver- <laughs> that's her version of taking a date to the club, doing up, doing a set, bombing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's just on stage with a whip and she just keeps on missing people. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Just smacks herself in the back of the head with the whip. How much do they charge? <laughs> um, I have no idea. Um, I guess it depends on what you're asking for, you know? Like she like long story short, this romance um, ended when I at 7-Eleven as a as a date usually does. Hmm. And uh, we're getting a pizza, but she was kind of scared to go into the 7-Eleven. Like, what are you nervous about? Oh, I was like, oh, I recognize that guy. He yelled at me two nights ago because I was beating a man by the dumpster behind the 7-Eleven on the auto <laughs> on a I guess on a, on when she was working. Oh, you don't have to yeah. go to a dungeon. You can just do it out in the world. No, you could just do it behind a 7-Eleven by a dumpster. That's like the the backyard wrestling of dominatrixes. (laughs) You just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that'd be sick if you could like uh, just like a private dominatrix session to just backyard wrestle you and just put you through tables and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, cover me. That guy saw me smashing a 17-year-old dirtball wigger through a table the other night. (laughs) Oh, him? Yeah, I broke a bunch of light bulbs over his head. (laughs) Yeah, but dude, like, but she starts telling me like all this money she used to get and what she's accustomed to. And like, there's a rich guy who had like a plane and some Teslas and shit. And she was dating him for a while. And I'm like, God damn. That's what's up. I I really why, want- why does any woman that go to school? I don't understand it. That's one thing I want to research is how yeah. perverts get all this money. It might be yeah. you might have the cart before the horse. You might just get enough money that you just your your mind wanders. Hmm. I, I think. That's how perversion does start is they're just like, all right, well, I got this fucking genetically engineered dog. What do I buy next? (laughs) (laughs) I think perverted stuff only goes. I think it's a direct correlation with how much money you have. Hmm. So it's like, okay, I can get away with this or I can get this because I have this much money. Mm -hmm. Or it's like if you don't have any money and you're but you're the same perverted mind, like you just got to get what you can get. Like you got to get some chick on a corner. From like a you know from like a bus yeah. stop 
you know, in Kensington. But like, if you have like tons of money, it's like, oh, I I have a plane, I have like jets, I have cars, like I can just get this girl to like let me eat Twizzlers out of her pussy and then send her back home on a private flight. I think I think broke perverts are simply relegated to socks. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think no, that's like that's like teenage boys can do that. Yeah. Yeah, broke perverts gotta like they they bother people. That's what happens. They don't have enough money to like make it legit. So they like bother people on the bus and shit like that. Yeah. I think broke perverts are like they're like the I think broke perverts are it's all about numbers for them. It's like how many people can I slightly sexually harass? Until I get a biter, you know, because <laughs> you don't have any money or anything fancy to entice them. So it's a numbers game at that point. Like you a cast guy a wide with, net. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a guy with money, he can just like talk to three chicks and two of them are going to be into because he has money. True. And that's probably yeah. why they get so uh, like off off track, because when, when you're successful and you make that kind of money, like how often are people like spitting on you and shoving you and shit like mm. that or like punching you in the balls or you, you're like making you suck on a dildo in the dark? You know what I mean? Like that never yeah. happens when you're rich. When you're poor, it happens all the time. True. When you're poor, people just force you to suck fake penises <laughs> constantly. And rich dudes are just like, I think I'd like to try that out. You know what I mean? And I'll bet perversion is why, is why perverts love uh, public transportation. Oh, you get on there, you smell piss, and they're like gravitating toward it, yeah. like fucking Yogi Bear tracking out a picnic basket. <laughs> yeah, just fucking put your tongue on the floor at the front of the bus and walk it to the back. Ew, <laughs> ew. That's why I think, like, you know, if if you're like an American pervert and you're just on a SEPTA bus or some normal bus, it's just very disappointing. And like when you see like a you know any Asian train. You know, they're all just packed. So like, like, everyone's like a half an inch apart, like apart from each other. They're all just packed in. It's like it's like a pervert's dream. Yeah, it's just like everything else. American perverts think they're the best, but then it's just like we oh, yeah. get a load of the Asians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the Asians are doing it better and more and more efficiently. To be honest, true. Because if someone like touches you on a, if if you're a, a guy or a lady on a, on an Asian train, it's like. And you look around, it's like, who did it? It's like, it could be anyone. Yeah, it's like, who pissed in the pool? That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Getting molested on a train in, in Japan is like figuring out who pissed yeah. in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm you're sure they like, have a game show for it. <laughs> <laughs> they have a game show for every. Actually, that's what I was going to ask earlier when you were talking about the hotel room, how small it was. Yeah, they, act- they actually have ones where it's like, if it's like a family, if they're all small enough, they'll have like a dresser and the dresser's the shelves like the dress that's their beds so you can just pull out a dresser and they get in to sleep and like you just kind of ha- close it and then like you can have four people in there yeah i like that man there's no room for funny business you know what i mean you don't have to worry about what the last people did in there easier to clean by the way smaller surface areas you don't think people fucking drawers tim mm, i can't imagine myself doing it so no i don't think anyone does it Lay on your side, man. Ah, you don't need yes. a lot of room there. You know? Ah, yes. You just you just gave a tutorial on side on side <laughs> sex. Yeah, that was my bad. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just I I need a hotel room where uh, it's it's so small that you can't do anything in it but sleep and like watch TV. And at the at the end of your stay, they come in with like maybe they throw like a steam grenade in, and it just completely sterilizes the entire room. <laughs> Dude, you would revolutionize 
hotel stays if you could come up with a uh, decummer? <laughs> no. Like something just like a or maybe a contraption that you slide into a room like the Ghostbusters had and yeah. it just like like pulls the cum in towards that's, it. That's what we should do. We should find we should find nice. cum perverts to clean hotel rooms the way that you put like algae eaters in a fish tank to keep it clean. <laughs> you just get up like as soon as someone checks out, you're like, all right, Gary, get in there. And he just sucks the carpet clean. <laughs> <laughs> just hire those two guys for that. <laughs> he just does a pro bono. <laughs> Just get those guys from the video. Just say, all right. This <laughs> is the cum Roomba. <laughs> it's, just, it's just community slurpus. <laughs> and you can get like different perverts for different parts. Like the, you obviously need like a tile guy. You need a fucking toilet guy. <laughs> <laughs> they say you do what you love. You never work a day in your life. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> just four guys just lick up an entire, an yeah. entire room. And it's like a skilled trade because like, you need to you need to do different things with your mouth to clean it. Like obviously it's one skill to suck dry piss off of the tile behind the toilet and it's a different skill to suck hair out of a shower train. <laughs> Dude, that'd be great. Dude, that'd be great if there was like a sheriff with a shotgun supervising him. It was like cool hand Luke and he's like slurping it up, boss. Slurp it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh I love the re- boy! <laughs> I love the people like are like use like reading Yelp reviews to see if they're gonna hire the company. <laughs> <laughs> the last guys we hired, they didn't even go to the ceiling fans, but these guys, <laughs> they licked the top of the ceiling fans. No one does that. <laughs> you don't think Jizz could get on the top of the ceiling fan, but it does. <laughs> and they slurped it all up. They just they just form a human ladder to get to it. <laughs> they're they're wearing black light mining hats. <laughs> yes, we just re- we just changed the hospitality industry. <laughs> Disgusting man. They're just marine crawling through the air ducts, just licking as they're going around. <laughs> they even did the air ducts. Yeah, man, there's a lot of jizz particles. <laughs> oh, man. He's got a rope tied around his waist in case they got to pull him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One yank if I need you to pull me out. Two yanks if I'm about to come. <laughs> they, send, they, send, they send a gay canary down there first. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh boy! Oh, I know Dude, we got to take this on Shark Tank. Man, <laughs> it sucks when we give away million dollar ideas like this. It have it seems to happen a lot. The thing is, though, we're always going to think of more, man. That's we, it. We, dude, we are like come central when it comes to these ideas. <laughs> come entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> are there any other come industries we could take care of now? Uh, no, 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 no. We've we've already given them too much. I I guarantee. Here, here's what's gonna happen. Seven months from now, someone's gonna hit us up on Patreon. Like, dude, uh, I want to thank you guys that you you finally gave me the the push I needed to start my fucking cum cleanup business. And uh, I just want to shout you guys out. Let me. Uh, do you guys have a PO box or something? I want to send you guys some cum. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sharks. I know you've all stayed in cum heavy rooms. <laughs> Fuck. I forget uh, all the sharks' names. I was going to make fun of one of them, but it doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck about them. Uh, there's Cuban. There's um, Damon John. 
Yeah, I don't know. Larry Grenier. Kevin, what's his name? They should do retarded Shark Tank. <laughs> Elfin Tank. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, Sharks. I have no idea what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> what's your idea? Yay! Okay, that's not an idea. That's a feeling. <laughs> Dolphin Tank. <laughs> all right, wow. George. Uh, all right, George. Uh, puppies have been a thing for a while, and please take that <laughs> off of his neck. Wrestling please moves is not a business. <laughs> a belt is not a leash. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Um, can just we- refuse to leave. <laughs> We've already had the idea for hurdles that don't hurt told before. <laughs> Man. I it's this this has been flying by. Before I talk about this last thing, uh David, you had mentioned you were going to start a uh, podcast with uh Daryl Charles. Did, did that happen yet? Yeah, we got a couple episodes recorded. Um got our logos, so we're going to launch next week probably on Wednesday. Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah. So it's just all the uploading and making different sites and, you know, making a Twitter, making an Instagram, making a Facebook group, all that stuff. Sure. What's what's it? uh, What's it called? And where can people find you guys? um, It's going to be called the ambiguously black duo. (laughs) (laughs) Tight. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll be on Instagram and everything soon. But individually, um, he's Daryl Charles comedy and I'm D James comedy. On social media, uh, Facebook, David James Comedy. But yeah, you can find us on there first, and then uh, we'll have links to the uh, podcast uh, ne- next week. Oh, man. Sweet. Well, I can't wait for that, man. We should have fucking invited Daryl, too. It doesn't matter. Actually, you know what? No. I, I, wanted, I want David to do ourselves. Um, the, uh, <laughs> is it safe to say that... Uh, Only da- one colored at a time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in our contract. Zoom gets, Zoom gets angry, dude. They're just like, come on, man. What, what kind of function is this? Uh, is it safe to say that Daryl's had similar experiences that you've described in black comedy rooms? Um, not the only, I would probably say the only probably similar experiences is that, you know, we getting confused for other black people, which happens constantly. Yeah. Which I did earlier on this podcast. (laughs) 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 But, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, it's, fucking ridiculous like people that don't even look like me i'll get confused for like uh, i probably mentioned it before but i got confused for <laughs> someone went up to mike brooks rest in peace and told him good set after a show i did damn and mike th- and mike didn't even do a show he wasn't even like he was just hanging out <laughs> oh my someone God. went up to him was like good set and he was like what <laughs> and for for those of you listening mike brooks one of the funniest dudes ever passed away last summer. Um, yeah. He was also about 250 pounds heavier than David. <laughs> 250 pounds heavier. We look nothing alike. Mike always wears glasses. Like there's nothing about us that are similar. You know, be really funny skin. is if like black people also got confused with each other. <laughs> like it wasn't just white people confusing. <laughs> if black people could have told other black people apart. <laughs> Man, that would rule. 
<laughs> yeah, but like that's that's definitely an experience that we both have. And I think one of the last ones was someone came up to me and said, "Hey, good set, Daryl." And Daryl Daryl wasn't even in the building, and then everyone just starts laughing, and a guy doesn't know why everybody's laughing. Damn, just totally confused why everybody's hysterically laughing. You uh, you told, so we just did a backyard show together two weekends ago, and yeah, East Falls, yeah. I say what you will about outdoor comedy shows. Number one, I hate them, but number two, this was a good time. I love just the fact that uh, like what I'm saying and what like Mike says and and definitely what you were saying this night, the fact that people that aren't even trying to hear comedy are being forced to hear this retarded bullshit is maybe <laughs> better than any part of the show. Just yeah. yelling about come while people's people's neighbors are sitting around like a, a fire pit. <laughs> God damn. That felt good. One of my favorite parts about that show too was in the yard next to where the show was taking place. They had a dog and as <laughs> as beautiful as this backyard gathering was as far as diversity sure enough the dog held it down for the racist and refused to bark at white comedians <laughs> that was crazy that dog barked at every black comic mm. yeah and plus this is, how, this is how racist that dog is mike revealed that he has a dog knife to murder dogs in case they get too close <laughs> to him and the dog still didn't bark at mike <laughs> <laughs> you're like the oj simpson to that dog and he was like hey i'm cool with this guy <laughs> carries around a weapon to murder me just in case my cocker spaniel ass gets too close <laughs> dude having a having a dog knife is a real degenerate thing to have i i had a bad experience about 20 years ago and i'm i'm resigned to never let anything like that happen again so if they don't bark nothing won't be nothing <laughs> have you told me about this I don't think I have. Uh, well, I, I mentioned it on stage that night, but I, I carry a knife on me um, in case I'm attacked by a dog. So no other purpose. It's a dog knife. What what happened 20 years ago? Uh, if you're talking about it on stage, save it for the stage, dude. Come, no, it's, it's not even like a like. A, no, it's it's not even a, a well thought out story. It was just I was going for a run. I was I was very overweight and I got fired up by the 96 Olympics in Atlanta to change my life. And I would run from my house to this main street that was about five blocks away and I would get tired after like a block and I would want to stop and I would just say to him, I would start yelling out loud, heart of a lion, heart of a lion, heart of a lion. <laughs> wow. So as I'm going up, I would go to this main street, which was Lansdowne Avenue. And as I would go back, I would have to yell heart of a lion over and over again too. And I would have one headphones while I'm doing this. So as I'm, I'm running, trying to fight through this and yell, got the Olympic spirit behind me, a dog comes running out of nowhere and he stops uh, like uh, as though there was an invisible threshold, like field of dreams. And he, he's, he's burying his teeth, but he stops where his yard ends. And it just scared me enough to make me scared of, of at least apprehensive of most dogs. So uh, I have knives all over my house. And anytime I leave the house, I have one on me. So I always have a dog knife on me in case something like that ever happens again. And, I got to take matters in my own hands. To be fair, to be fair, like we can hear like, you know, the motorcycles going by Tim's room right now. But like if I was like having the same thing or sitting there and I there's a guy just running by going, heart of a lion, heart of a lion. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely have the dog go check on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would definitely send the dog to go check on that. <laughs> 
I, I'm used to Puerto Ricans on motorcycles, but hey, dude. <laughs> if I if if dogs were like less uh, beloved, I would just buy them by the dozen and just train them to run out in front of dirt bikes. Just cause horrific dirt bike accidents. If dogs were disposable, basically, or if you could bring them back to life somehow, you just throw well, them in some, the lab. Some people think they're disposable. That's not me, dude. Miss me with that fucking disposable dog shit. That's you. That's not me. I didn't say I did. I just said yeah, some yeah, 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 dude. It's too late. Disposable. It's too late. Yeah. You just David's pulling dogs off of a roll, just like <laughs> crumbling them up, throwing them <laughs> over your shoulder. Tim, you should try this before you leave, and you should actually, if anything happens to to your dogs. You should do a pet cemetery like Stephen King had. Mm. And then I think what would really get interesting is if the people killed in the dirt bike accidents, relatives also buried their loved ones in the pet cemetery. Mm. Uh, that would be the loudest pet cemetery in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Just undead douchebags coming back. Dude. Ugh. No. This is only only pit bulls buried there. <laughs> <laughs> right there's, on time. There's no other way to leave your neighborhood, Tim. I think you have to do this. It's 24 hours a day, dude. It's over. Our days are numbered, man. We're not living here anymore. Within the month, we will be moved out. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll have like a, a nostalgic uh, place in our hearts for reggaeton and deep bass, but. <laughs> I gotta be honest, man. I, I I will never miss it. I this place is a fucking shithole. I'm never coming back here. <laughs> I can't wait, dude. It's it's torture. It's to and now my windows are open because it's you know nice enough it's weather. Nice cool. I'm not using yeah. the air conditioner, and it's just like rattling trunks and uh, and dudes like gunning it, just way over revving their engines twenty four hours a day, in the morning at night. And I obviously, obviously, it's it's made me stronger mentally. I, I psychologically, I'm one of the strongest people in the world. But Christ Almighty, man, I, I I can't I can't tell you guys what it's done to me. Like how it's just drained me. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to who I'm going to be in a month from now. Well, I give them credit, man. They're putting on the full court press because they're trying to keep you there. They know you're leaving. Yeah, they there's so just, the they can sense it. You know, like mm -hmm. when when deer know that like a storm's coming. Yeah, they know I'm leaving, so they're just fucking cranking it up to eleven. Yeah, dude, I was gonna say it's like a twin. Like they they feel your excitement for leaving, so your Puerto Rican twin is really ramping it up, trying to keep you there. How many reggaeton knives do you have? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be Tim twenty years from now. I fucking remember it, dude. I fucking hated that neighborhood. That's why I carry all these fucking reggaeton knives now, man. I started taking knife fucking throwing classes as soon as I fucking hear do 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 do. I was just fucking start throwing knives. It'll never happen Dude, again. As soon as I hear go, gee -do, gee -do, I reach for like a strap on my boot. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sometimes I'm still back there. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, uh, all right. You know what? Let's uh let's hop over to the Patreon, but I I want to update everybody on um the case of the uh, missing boy in the river from my Pacific Northwest vacation. Oh, you're gonna save it for Patreon? I'm gonna save it for Patreon. All right, uh, awesome. well, just because I don't want to get into it now, I don't want to I don't want to do a, like a, a recap and then and then give the update. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for uh, <laughs> the ambiguously black duo. <laughs> <laughs>
uh check out our patreon it's uh you know it's only a fucking buck um and you get twice as much dad meat if that's <laughs> if that's what you're into um if if you're not already subscribed to our youtube subscribe to our youtube it's just uh, oh now it's got a custom url so you can just go to youtube.com slash dad meat to find us um every subscription helps us um follow me on twitter at tim butterly um david uh, at d james comedy yep and mike what the fuck's your twitter handle it's at mike rainey 82 and i recently changed my instagram to the same oh okay cool 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 yeah follow yeah also follow on instagram one Um, other thing if you guys are interested in having a rock hard bird uh, Tim and I are addicted to Blue Chew. If you go to bluechew.com <laughs> and type in promo code FATBIRD, you can get a bunch of free Blue Chews. You just got to pay the $5 shipping. I promise you it works. It's the only product we endorse on here. I love it. I can't get enough of it. And I fucking, I, I snort it. I shove it in my asshole. I put it in my dick hole. I put one in my mouth. I put one in both my ear holes. I can't get enough Blue Chew. If you go to bluechew.com slash promo code fatbird, you can feel the same feel the same fucking sensations that I do. Jesus Christ. Just load it up, man. I'm loaded to the gills, man. I could float if you <laughs> threw me in an ocean right now because all my holes are are binded with blue chew. Excuse me, your sponsor told me that if I shove these in my ass, that everything will be okay. <laughs> They actually, Tim, I meant to tell you, they actually just sent out like some kind of notification saying you have to be more careful about the language, not to us specifically, <laughs> but to everybody who's endorsing it, saying like, look, you have to be very specific about the language you use in endorsing Blue Chew. So this might be the last time we get to endorse Blue Chew. No way. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying Blue Chew will make your bird twice as big. It'll it'll make your wife delete every contact in her phone that isn't you. I, there, there's nothing wrong with saying that. It's all 100 percent true. There's uh, also rumors that it will make your enemies choke on pork chops, too. <laughs> I don't know. In some cases, I, I know that to be true, but in all, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's that's a one case. You know what I mean? That's anecdotal. All right. Thanks, gang. Um, thanks for all the fucking kind and positive feedback this week, too. You guys fucking rule. And we'll see you over on the Patreon. Love you, bubs. Love you, bubs.